This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Uh, How does that happen? Well, what we do is uh, on the program we read... At home, actually, we read a program, or I get this right now, we read a chapter and uh, spend some time with the Lord, study and just pray and ask God to speak to our hearts. And then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, where we read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. We're not sure where we're going to go yet. My co-host and read on his own, and he's uh, not sure where, where we're going to go yet, but we're going to meet in the middle, and hopefully the Spirit will guide us. My co-host today is Pastor Matt Stahlbaum. Yeah, good morning. How are I, you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing good. Other than figuring out whether I do it at home or the office or on a jet plane or whenever Wherever I do morning at. breath. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah, doing great. Entering into the fall season where we Whoa. where we wish the temperature was lower, but it's not. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny in September. It seemed like it was dropping a little bit, and then it was like, nah. There were a couple of days where it was like 68 in the morning because I, I go out early sometimes. And yeah. then last week, the last day of the week, it was 80 yeah. uh, when I went out at early, like 6 o'clock. So that's right. It's awesome. We can't <laughs> wait, though. We've got a few things happening here at East Coast. Uh, Flourish Conference is this week. Oh, it's big. Friday and uh, Saturday, October 11th and 12th. You need to sign up. Is and, there still time? Yeah, you got yeah. to sign do up it. and do it. Do it. pay today uh, before it's sold out. It's a women's conference. Um, there's four incredible speakers there, uh, and it's just going to be an awesome time. They yep. Friday night and Saturday during the day. Look forward to that. It's one of the one of my favorite things, one of the best things that we do as a church. They're just incredible, the effort and amount of work they put into it, decorating yep. and yep. planning and parties and food and the speakers and just the, the fun and the fellowship there. Um, I don't get to go because I'm a man, and I'm okay with that, but my wife, she actually runs all of it and uh, with a huge, incredible team. And so I'm really excited about that and um, really encourage you to sign up on our website, eccc.us, go to events or If you get our app, the East Coast app, download that, and uh, you can sign up there as well. Um, We also have date night this Saturday night at our Merritt Island Parkway campus, which is basically a night, a service that we have at 5.30 p.m., and you can go to that and and bring your kids and put them in our child care. We'll watch them till 10 p.m. at night, and so it's a pretty incredible event for you if you'd like a date with your spouse. It's hard to get a date. It's hard to get babysitters. I just remember having— I remember when it was hard for me to get a date, then I met my wife. Yeah. (laughs) That's sorry. That got him. <laughs> got him. Yeah, it is hard to find time, and it's one of the things we do is provide care for your children. If you bring, if you come to the five thirty service, we will watch them till ten p.m. for you. That's right. And you go to eccc.us for more information, or download our podcast, or call three two one four five two ten sixty for anything we're talking about here, or. You can check out our app, download the app, or the website to see what's happening in the East Coast. We've got all sorts of stuff happening all the time. We're a local church right here in Brevard County. We have four locations, two in Merritt Island, one in Vieira, and one in Coco. And if you're looking for a church, we've got 11 services over every weekend for you to attend. Yep, and so got to find one that works for you. And we'd love to have you be part of a building a life-giving church that lasts, and that's what we're called to do. So uh, especially if you've got young people in your life, we've got incredible resources for your young people, from uh, little tiny kids all the way up to... Uh, 
in the 20s, 20 to 18 to 29-year-olds, we have incredible resources here because that's kind of how we believe uh, the church is going to last. Yeah, and we'll be talking about something soon at church in the next week. We have bought five acres of property in Vieira, yeah. and we're our, our uh, church in Vieira, it meets in the high school, but we've bought land and we're we're looking forward to one day um breaking ground and we'll be kind of letting everybody know in the next few weeks some some just ways that you can partner with us in that and and see what maybe the future might hold in that area so if you're looking for a just a new church to connect with and get involved check out east coast online eccc.us actually i just want to throw this out there that you can plan a visit on our website which if you click on the plan a visit button wherever you say you're going to be Someone will actually meet you, um, connect with you, even give you a uh, tour of the property, show you where everything is, help you check your kids in. You'll have someone there. Uh, if you let us know your information, then yeah. actually meet them where you say you will. Yep. We'll do that for yep. you. Yep. So we're, we're, we're I, in fact, I did that last week. Met a guy that moved from Orlando, was looking for a church, planned a visit. I met him, and uh, I just happened to meet him. And uh, I, I knew he was coming when someone else was supposed to host him, but I saw him first, so I grabbed him. We walked around, he said he had an incredible time, and he sent us back a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, I'll be back. So, <laughs> it's just a lot fun. of fun, a way to connect, yeah, so that's, that's out there fun. as well. Awesome. Well, let's get into the chapter today. I want to say hello to Nick before we do. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing this morning? Awesome, man. Your mic sounds so clear and crisp. <laughs> yeah. Good deal, man. Yeah. You're the sound guy. Yeah, I wish good. mine sounded as good Jeez. as you. Wish I sounded as good as you did, Nick. Oh no, stop it. <laughs> no. Okay, well. Let's uh we're gonna read Matthew eighteen and it's got thirty-five verses, and so that splits right around verse uh, seventeen or eighteen. Which translation are you read from? The New International Version. Oh, okay. So not real long. So I I'll read through verse uh, eighteen and you can read nineteen through thirty-five. All right. That work? That sounds great. Okay. I'm gonna say unto you, read, sir. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to the man by whom the offenses come. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices over that sheep, more over that sheep, excuse me, than over ninety-nine that did not go astray. 
even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that two of you on earth agree about anything they will ask for. It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had to be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. And I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him, began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and he had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, They were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Ah, uh, men. You know, talking about this forgiveness for a little bit, um, that kind of stood out to me this morning as I read. And, you know, I, I think that if you live life and do life, this is going to be something you have, to, you have to think about and deal with because stuff happens. And uh, we are faced with loving, forgiving, you know, helping, running from all sorts of people and situations in our life. And as you read this and think about uh, this whole story of these two servants, I think sometimes we miss the fact that it follows this section in 1818. And, you know, there's always a, there's always some key verses that are square, you know, 18 over 18 type of verses. And this is, this is one of them that might help you remember it. 1818, Assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. But what's interesting here is this whole story of forgiveness is actually referring back to that verse. People are bound or loosed by forgiveness, or if we use the word unforgiveness, it's not really in the Bible. It's not really a word, uh, as far as I can tell. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, it's not a word, but it's sure a lifestyle, and it's sure something that we got to find a real word to, to describe. Is the real word dumb or 
<laughs> no, <laughs> when, I, when, yeah. Bitterness when, is one, one yeah, word. Yeah, good. Yeah? Yeah, that's a good word for it. But the picture here is binding and loosing. And so he gives us this incredibly poignant story about a great debt. And we're not sure how much that is. Uh, if it was gold talents, it'd be about $3 million. If it was silver talents, it'd be about, you know, I don't know, $60 million. And if it was something else, it's still a lot of money. That's the point of it. I don't know how much it is. And I've heard everything from soup to nuts on how much it is from people. But it is a ton. And the other guy owed him a small amount. Maybe ten dollars. I don't know. Or maybe as a hundred in comparison to a million. But that's the point. The point is, there's this tiny debt that's owed you, and then there's this huge debt that you owed. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard a good comparison is one guy owed a lifetime's worth of earnings, like, and that's just an, you know yeah, kind of example. example. And then the other guy owed like one day's pay. You know, like what what you'd make in That's a day. That's a good example. I love and, it. And uh, it's what always has stood out to me in that story, and kind of like it, I've I've I thought, why in the world? The question for me was, why was the guy not like immediately resolving into forgiving the guy when he was forgiven this massive debt, a lifetime's worth of earnings? You know, let, something to the effect of, let's say you you bought a, a house um, and and you mortgaged it out for pretty much what you might make over 30 years and what you could pay it off. And then, and then you lose it for some reason. Like, let's say we go back to the 2008, 2009 real estate bubble, you know, and you, you lose the house, but you still owe, you know, 500 grand or something like that. And uh, it would take quite a long time to earn and pay back 500 grand, at least 30 years for most, you know, most people getting mortgages on houses. Absolutely. And uh, so then you just were forgiven of that and you walk out and and some guy um, owed you $10 because he didn't pay up his fantasy football, uh, you know, fee and he, he fell under hard times. And you you grab him by the by the neck and you say, you pay me back right now or else, you know, you're I mean, we're going to just. We're gonna cast you out. We're, you're not gonna be our friend anymore. And you know, you're like, what would it take somebody? We're gonna throw you in prison. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but we that it's hard for us to connect yeah. with that. Why would it, you know? I don't even get honestly. I probably need to look into it a little more how it would help to pay it back in prison. But it probably had something to do with some kind of work program or slavery or something weird <laughs> that we don't understand in our culture. But why would you do that? This is this is more a story of forgiveness, not a story of technicalities. Right. And here's here's what it is. Um, what I what I've kind of come to the conclusion of, there's you you can be forgiven of something, you can receive something, but if you like this guy, imagine this guy living under all of this debt and he's walking out his life. Under the heaviness of owing all of this money, bound by that debt, and and the, being mm. bound to the fear of it being collected at any minute, of his family being thrown into prison, um, his behaviors all lining up with all of these fears and all these realities, where everything he does is to earn money, uh, to hide money, to to try to protect himself and and be ready at any time to deal with this problem, and and he's just really like settled on these type of things. His, his habits for years have fallen into these behaviors, and so when he when he is forgiven, he his mind has not been renewed to being forgiven. Like he doesn't understand 
what that actually means quite yet. He is forgiven, but he's not been renewed to that forgiveness. His mind doesn't hasn't received that. His, his habits and the lifestyle, it hasn't connected with him yet. And and I think it's a great comparison to, to us as a Christian. I don't want to hold this guy in contempt because, you know, we can be as Christians forgiven by Jesus and, and uh, you know, of, of whatever it might be, of, of maybe even delivered from drugs or like huge things have changed in our lives, but your mind hasn't been renewed to that truth yet. And so it's hard. You're fighting habits. You're fighting behaviors. You're fighting even the culture, the community, because like a lot of times you make friends surrounding your lifestyle. And so you you may have been forgiven of great, terrible things, but you you need to, your heart and mind needs to be renewed to the new truth. And so that's why this guy did that. He didn't, he didn't realize how forgiven he was. And in, because of it, he just went back into his old behavior. And so I think this is always a reminder to me as, as a Christian, like I can't just, I'm forgiven. Yay. You know, like go to church and pray a prayer and whatever, and then walk away. Like, you know, nothing happened. I've actually got to change my my daily life and, and the way that I think about things now and I have to see myself as forgiven. You know, put this in the context of maybe somebody who is who had gone through a terrible thing as a child. And then and then they they kind of find forgiveness and healing in that as a 25-year-old or a 30-year-old man or woman. Um but for those 20 years they've built up some kind of resentment and anger and maybe they've got anger problems themselves because of how they were treated as a child. Yeah, they've they've forgiven that person. They've they've received healing, but now it's going to take some time to work out in them why they've got all those issues. And so I don't I don't really hold this person in contempt and think, "Well, how could he do that?" Um I I think, "Man, why don't how could I easily do the same thing?" And maybe I need to slow down here a little bit and examine my own life and go, hmm, let me actually walk this forgiveness thing out. Let me walk this um, whatever it might be I'm going through in my life. And and this might be helping somebody right now. You're wondering, well, I was forgiven of that, but why do I still deal with this issue? Well, you've got a lot of things against you. You've got the the years, maybe decades of behavior and thinking and habits. You've got the enemy going around still trying to kind of touch that area of your life. And then you've got a world around you that is, it's like, you know, there's a highway to sin in this world. You know, it's like there's temptation all around and the world is pushing you to go back in that direction. You need to renew your mind, renew your relationships, renew your lifestyle. And when you do those, your behaviors will line up with that. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think it's totally, uh, totally the process we're affected by. I think it's interesting that his fellow servants could see what he was doing, but he couldn't. Yeah. <clears throat> see what he was doing. That's a good point. And that happens in our lives. And uh, that's why we need fellow servants around us that can help us. Because, uh, you know, if he was close with those fellow servants, I think they would have, you know, been in a position to help him see, you know, the kind of attitude that he had. One of the things I wanted to say about this is why can't the Father forgive us for not forgiving? Because that's really what this boils down to, and, and some people struggle with this this thought, but I, this is what helped me. I am forgiven through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Well, you're forgiven through the shed blood 
of Jesus Christ. We receive forgiveness from the same account, so to speak. In other words, it's it, it, I can't steal from the bank account that is the bank account that pays me and expect to get what I need from it. And so when we walk in that thing that we might call bitterness or, or whatever it is from that point of view, it's the same account that your forgiveness comes from that other people's forgiveness comes from. And that's even the forgiveness you give. Because the only reason I can give forgiveness is if I reach back into the forgiveness Jesus gave me. And that's really the only forgiveness that's on the planet that really works and is really powerful. And that's what happens sometimes when I, I don't feel it. I don't think uh, that, man, I'm, I'm still mad or I'm still frustrated. You know, give me a little while. I'll get through this. No, I'm not going to reach into my own resources and forgive you. Lord, I'm just going to reach back into the forgiveness you gave me, and I'm going to take some of that, and I'm going to give it to them. And I'm doing it by faith. I'm doing it without real feeling. I am just trusting that the forgiveness that you have for me and for everyone is going to be enough to forgive this person that hurt me in my life. And I reach into that, and I do that by faith. And you know what? I don't spend a lot of time, you know, hung up over something because of that or, you know, stuck because of that. Because somehow when you reach into that bank account from which we're all forgiven from and give somebody else some of it, it does seem to affect me as well as, you know, sort of you're affecting them by loosing them. What really happens here is unforgiveness or that bitterness freezes Forgiving looses or frees someone. And so who gets sort of frozen if you're not forgiving? You do. You don't freeze that other person. You don't bind that other person by not forgiving them. You bind yourself. Yeah. And so there, I hope that helps a little bit, the picture. And that's why he talks about binding and loosing, and then he talks about these guys going to prison and all that. Well, here's the, here's something that would help people too is like, what is forgiveness? Um, that's a lot of people have trouble like with forgiveness because they don't know what it is. You say, well, why wouldn't you forgive that person? And the answer most of the time is, well, it it hurts too much. It hurts too much to forgive them. Like, so what is forgiveness? It's not saying that what that person did was okay. Come on. Okay. And that's what a lot of people think forgiveness was. Well, it's okay what you did. Well, it's not okay what they did. No. If it was hurtful and mean and rude and, you know, d- destroying, it's, you're not saying it's okay. And it's it's also not reconciliation, which means like restoring that relationship. Well, now we can just be best friends again. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is simply releasing what they owe you. Okay. What, what do you say? Well, what do they owe me? They owe me apology. They owe me giving that back what they stole from me. It's an exchange and say, well, they took that from me. They, they hurt me. They wounded me. They owe me back. And it's saying they don't owe me anymore. God will give me what they owed me. God will give that to me now. God will provide that for me now. God will restore me in that area. And it's also giving them over to God and saying, God, you will handle them. Lord, you are just, you are righteous, and I'm going to give that over to you. And so it isn't It isn't saying it's okay, and it isn't reconciliation. The Bible says, like, it is what it, you know, what it kind of relies on me, 
walk with peace with all people. Whatever I can do to walk with peace with you, I'll do. But I can't guarantee that you're not going to be a jerk and hurtful anymore. So that's kind of on you now to change your behavior before I let you back into my life. And so this isn't just, ah, everything's fine, you know, whatever. Absolutely. It's It's very important because, you know, you don't have to trust somebody to forgive somebody. You can forgive somebody you don't trust. Trust has to be built and earned and developed through through righteous, godly behavior. And if somebody still has bad behavior, you can forgive them and not trust them still, but you got to keep releasing them, keep releasing that debt. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make them pay. I'm not gonna make them pay. God didn't make me pay. And back to something else you said, Matt, real quick, is uh it's just not okay what they did. Any more than what God said to me when I got forgiven of my sins, just okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Imagine what Brevard County could be like if we would minister to the homeless and those suffering from life-controlling behaviors. Please join Overlook Ministries at our annual Fiesta Dinner on October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue to see how you can make a difference. Once again, that's October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue. The need is great and the time is now. Ladies, you are invited to Flourish Refined Conference, a two-day event with worship, live teaching, and a space created specifically for us to grow together as women. Join us on October 11th and 12th at East Coast Christian Center. 
Our speakers include Carolyn Haas from Substance Church in Minneapolis and Jessica Stahlbaum from East Coast Christian Center. Experience healing, freedom, purpose, and peace. For more information, go to eccc.us slash sisterhood and register today. That's eccc.us slash sisterhood. We can't wait to see you on October 11th and 12th. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Let me say something real quick here. Just forgiveness is a huge topic. I mean, it's so deep and so powerful, and it's one of the most important things that you're going to have to learn as a believer. And I want to invite you one day to um, a freedom group at our church. There's a whole time where we spend on forgiveness. That's real good. And it's very powerful. And one of the truths that you learn there is um, forgiving 70 times 7. What does that mean? Does that mean that someone can commit a sin against you, the same one, 490 times? In one day? Maybe, but not really. Um, One of the things it does mean, though, is it might take you forgiving someone every single day, maybe even multiple times during the day. As people, we have multiple layers, and someone hurts us, we can forgive them, and then the next day we kind of discover how that really hurt us here. Yeah. And we release them again. And we say, yep. God, they don't owe me anything. Lord, you'll pay me back in that area. You'll provide the peace, the healing that I need for that hurt. And then in the next day, you might feel the same thing. And so it's a process. Forgiveness is a process. So don't be discouraged if you're ever going through the process of forgiveness. We're all face that. And uh, it's something that we believe God for in your life and that it'll change you forever. God bless you guys. We'll listen. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.